Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. I do podcast episode 52. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. Hey everybody, we're excited to introduce our guest today, Fiona Fine. Hi Fiona. Hello, Jace. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing today? Doing well. It's lovely in Toronto. Excellent. Well, it's lovely here in sunny San Diego. Mm-hmm. As an author, speaker, and publisher, Fiona Fine is growing a movement for women and the men who want to love them to live and love on their terms. As the editor-in-chief of Women Who Run It, Your Life, Your Love, Your Terms, and the platform How to Put the Fun Back Into Dating, she advocates for women who want to create their best life of love, work, passion, and fun. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, I'd have to say that, honestly, it comes from my own mess. Um, My mess became a message after I realized that I was really good at one thing. I had grown up in a man's world of engineering, IT, and ultimately in uh, the brutal world of corporate recruiting. And I was very good at making money. I was very good at coaching people to get jobs and to make money and things like that. But the other two pieces of my life, uh, which would have been my relationships and my health, were really a problem for me. I spent many, many years really in in dire straits in both sides of things. So, you know, that is really probably why now that I've in more of what I would call my golden years, I'm in my early 50s, that I really wanted to change my life so that I wanted to live a harmonized life. I wanted great relationships. I wanted still to be able to make money and enjoy my career. And I needed the health to do that. So it's really come about from working with women now, but living in a man's world that I've really noticed there's some huge differences as to how we approach love and pleasure and relationships and fun. And um, just my mess became became my message that we can have fun and We can, you know, that should be the time that we have the most fun um, and how to enjoy each other. I love your story and we think it's so important. You you mentioned career and and wealth. Those things are nice, but really the the relationships in our lives and how we experience other people at, at the end of the day are some of the most important things. Mm-hmm. They're what feed us, you know, and also what can make us really, really cranky and, you know, even make us lose a job if things are not going well in our relationships. So, Exactly. It affects all the other parts of our life. Mm-hmm. Well, our topic today, I know a lot of our listeners are going to find a lot of value in, is putting the fun back into dating. <laughs> And we love how there's a, you, there's a little brief overview of the, you have a book called How to Put the Fun Back in Dating. And it can be for, like you talked about, just dating again in your life, or maybe you've been married for 20 years and you want to date your husband again. So I think it's important to understand that that can be dating, put the fun back in dating can be for anybody. 
Yes. As I say, on the record, anytime I can, women always need to be dated. We are the creatures that need to be courted, and that's when things go really well. And men always need to be appreciated and and accepted for who they are. So those two pieces really, when, when we're aware of it, those two pieces can really put the fun and the passion and the pleasure in a relationship, whether it's a brand new one or whether it's, you know, as you say, 20 years down the road, that's what sort of keeps it going. So for our listeners, what's the first step that someone can take, whether you're in a relationship or you're dating, to put the fun back in? I would have to say that self-awareness is always the biggest piece. When I'm coaching people, women, and the men who want to love them, because I do both. I mean, I I work with women who really want to step into their lives and also men who are like, wow, what is going on with women or with my woman? So, um, (laughs) But the first piece is self-awareness. I would have to say that the the struggle comes, especially with women to a certain degree, we have tremendous... But different pressures on us still in our society to, you know, act and be a certain way and to dream certain dreams. So we are still brought up to dream of fairy tales and, you know, princes who are going to sweep us off our feet and sort of make our lives magically just quote, be perfect like a fairy tale. And it's not that I don't believe in fairy tales, but I really do believe that with the awareness of what is my expectation, you know, what is my, have I really done any sort of thinking about, well, I expect him to love me and cherish me and to be, um, to have fidelity and loyalty, but I haven't gone sort of past that as to what does that really mean? How do, what, what kind of steps, what, what do I have to do in the way of peeling the layers of the onion to say, what are my trip wires? What, you know, what might explode on me as I move through this relationship? So expectation versus what I call desire. We're brought up with expectations that, you know, he's going to provide for us or she's, you know, going to be loving and always, you know, quote, into sex or something. And yet the desire is where it really comes down to. I desire this person in my life to be able to help me create this. And I can elaborate on that as we as we move through it. But it's expectation versus desire is a big piece for me to look at with my with my clients. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Would you mind expanding on that? I think that's a great topic for our, our listeners is expectation. Well, I remember, I mean, I remember many years ago um, asking a, a woman, you know, actually asking her soon to be divorced husband, what happened? And he said, you know what? I loved her. I still love her. But there was no way on earth that I was ever going to keep up with her expectations of of what we I had to look like, what I had to deliver. And I thought about the woman in question, and let's call her Sue. Um, I, I, you know, when I think of interacting with her, she had these unwritten rules. She had this lost in her journal from growing up, you know, from five years old, in deeply ingrained in her body that she expected things to look and feel a certain way for her. Let's call it a princess mentality or something, part of the fairy tale. But she never told, let's call him Dave, she never told her guy Dave how he could give her these, uh, fulfill these with her. 
So she just, he would bump into these walls and he could never scale them. He could never get her to, to not sort of gently slap him around and say, you did this wrong. So that was all coming down to her expectations versus her desire to create a happy, healthy life and to be, you know, one of the biggest things obviously is open, honest communication. That has to be a given from pretty much day one, or else we bump into these unwritten expectations, these, you know, society's expectations of, oh my God, I could pontificate for hours based on, you know, mm-hmm. what, what I hear. Yeah. You know, how many people end up in your bedroom with you? Well, usually it's, you know, half, the, half your family and half of, half of society. And, you know, that's the judgments that we bring into our bedrooms. So. Yeah. And, and it's such a great point and it goes back to being self-aware of of what your expectations and what and your desires and trying to to separate those and mm-hmm. and like the sue in your story her expectations were just uh unreasonable and in that mm-hmm. that her her relationship Yep. And, and she never told him. She never said, look, you know, I expect you to grab the groceries from me when I come in the door. She never said that. And, and I mean, even to say it that way, he'd probably, you know, his eyes would get big. But if she had said, hon, you know, I'm tired when I come in the door and usually I have a lot of groceries, I would love if you could, you know, if you could honor us by saying, hey, hon, how can I help you? Let me grab those from you. Or are there any more in the car? That is that is a way to set it from an expectation to a, I desire this kind of behavior from you. Can, do you think most of the time you could step into that? Mm-hmm. And those are the little things. As we know, love is blind at the beginning, but those are the little things that as a relationship goes through, those are the things that really wear us down. Absolutely. And men are not mind readers and neither are women so communication is so important to understanding those expectations and desires Mm -hmm. and and you know those talks have to be quote fun as well you know what are the worst four things to say to a man we have to talk (laughs) you know that's gonna put fear in everybody's everybody's mind but Having those conversations in a loving open and, and having them, you know, marriage, pre-marriage counseling, I think, you know, anybody that could help sit myself and my guy down or, you know, a couple down and say, let's talk about some of the things that you're going to bump into and, and give it in it before it happens, you know, before the crisis happens. Yep, absolutely. Addressing the issues before, don't letting them build up is so key. And then on a personal note with communication, I, it's it's about how you communicate and then the timing of it. Uh, the other night, Sarah and I, I were having a conversation on a relationship and I made the mistake of bringing it up right before we're going to bed, you know. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and, That's and, brutal. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – it wasn't anything bad, and and we were just trying to implement some of the things we learned on our podcast. And uh, but it, the timing was terrible. You know, yeah. we were both tired. It was a it was something that we wanted to talk about. We were both open to talking about, but uh, the timing was just not there. So, on a personal note, make sure make sure that uh, it's not we need to talk and uh, right before you're laying down to go to bed, or right before someone's going off to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe the way to say that is to say, you know, I've got something on my mind. I'm realizing it's 1130 at night and 
I am going to do some deep breathing so that I can go to sleep, but I'd really like to, you know, well, you know, put a, put a time so that we can, we can talk about this when, you know, it works for both of us. And sometimes that has to be, you know, Sarah, in, in your case, that might have had to have been your, you stepping onto your goddess shoes and going, Han, I love you. I know you need to talk about this. I know we need to move on it. And yet it's 1130 at night. Could we, would you mind if we dated this out? You know, I could do, how about tomorrow over a glass of wine or something? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I, I did. You know, I said, babe, I know this is important to you, but it's, it's 1130 and we're tired and let's just, we'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then make a point of doing it. <laughs> exactly. Great. Great. Well, we went over self-awareness. Do you have any other steps um, for our listeners on, on how to put the fun back in dating? Well, on the actual dating side of things, you know, we've talked about the expectation, especially when people go on dates. The expectation is, you know, all of those are, are sort of in a laundry list. So the expectation, the ability to really go into, if it's a date, into a date going, how do I have fun? What is my definition of fun? Many of us have lost the ability and the the awareness of what is fun? And how can I find a piece of, of this date to be able to get a giggle out of? And how do I get a giggle out of him? And I'm thinking men, you know, woman to man. But also, uh, from a guy's point of view, how do you guys step up to make a da- date fun? Most of us, honestly, as women, still love to be cherished and adored and taken care of. So you saying, you know, Chase, if you're back when you were dating, you saying, hey, how about if we did A, B, or, you know, if it's raining, C, then your date, Sarah, might say, wonderful, I don't have to think of one more thing. I can just pick any A, B, or C, A, B, or, you know, the rain date type of thing. Sometimes that is a lot of fun because you can really get to explore outside of normal stuff of just dinner and a movie, bowling and things like that. But that comes from knowing, asking, again, communicating and asking, what is your interest? Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of times this comes up a lot in dating, whether you're dating your spouse or someone new, but trying something new and out of the ordinary will bring you guys closer together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and you'll, and you'll know something. I mean, I know people who have said, oh my gosh, okay, let's go walk the CN Tower or something. And that's when you really, that's when you can, you know, you're going to get to know your partner and how always being aware, how do we keep it light and fun and, you know, supportive. Mm-hmm. And I love that giving you gave the a very specific example for our listeners or for them to implement in the relationship. And that's giving choices, A, B or C. And I love that because then, yeah, the, the person doesn't have to think about it and it makes it very nice and romantic. And, and during a relationship, you can go back and forth to say, hey, date night's on you mm-hmm. type of thing, yeah. as opposed to, you know, and, and being able to take into account that it's Friday night. Maybe it has to be a movie because everybody is tired or something. Excellent. Well, that's just, I think, some small parts of your book, the How to Put the Fun Back in Dating. So um, our listeners, if they want to find out more of how to put the fun back in, they're going to have to check out your book. And we're going to have that link on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. <laughs> and they can go there and uh, check out your awesome recommendations and tips and the website and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. We run it as um, an 
uh, an, what I'm going to affectionately call an inbox magazine. So it comes straight to them and they can, they get uh, to keep up to speed as to, you know, all the tips and, and techniques that we're coming, that us and our thought leaders and other experts are coming up with. Awesome. Great. Well, our, our listeners will love that. So what do you find is the most common reason that couples will struggle um, or people will struggle in having a successful relationship? Um, you know, when it, when it comes to a, a common reason, you know, we could go back to the, all of the, the usual ones, which, you know, sex, money, in-laws, kids type of thing in a relationship but I would I think that's too easy I think really we've got to go back to the expectations and the communication and knowing what we want Um, I mean I, I always say don't rush into things I know that sounds glib and easy you know when we're in love and everything but quite often it takes several years to be able to to move through the phases of of an initial love. So get support. Get great support. I have always said in my relationships there's him, me and her. Now my her is my naturopath, somebody I've sort of grown up with, but she and she's not a therapist, but she's someone who keeps me on the even keel. So, you know, that might be a really well-balanced um you know, I, I'm thinking of a mother or or something like that, or it can be a coach. But every person in the relationship, both people should have one really solid, non-flaky support person in their life. Uh, and I, I say that affectionately because we all have friends who are very well-intentioned and yet if I, as a woman, I'm going to go out to my girlfriend or something, if she is not grounded and if she does not have my really long-term um, best interests at heart for me to create my best loving relationship, she's going to mess me up potentially. So that's why, personally, I go to professionals, somebody who really just wants me to figure it out myself and be able to go back to the into the relationship with that clarity, with that awareness, with that calmness. And I think it's the drama, honestly, that is the biggest struggle sometimes. And it's the drama that we can create just by not paying attention and getting the support that we need. That's great advice. And find that third party, someone to lean on, someone to help you grow as a person and in your relationship is very valuable. Mm. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, my question has to do with the topic of expectations and desires. And we briefly touched upon how important it is to say your expectations. So would you have maybe some specific tips for the women out there who are the princesses, how to how to tell their partners or their spouses that this is their expectation without it being sounding controlling or mean. I know we touched upon it a little bit, but maybe some specific tips for that part of our audience. Well, I would have to say that women have a larger list of expectations where, because, you know, we're usually more of 
in theory, the nurturing type. Not me, by the way. I'm not. I'm more, <laughs> more like you, Chase. <laughs> Probably cut and dry. You know, everyone's different. Yeah. So, so my my other halves have to be warmer and more nurturing than I am. Quite often, um, specific tips to be able to to open the communication up, or to do the digging in the in the way of expectation, Sarah. Which would you prefer? I would say to open it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always going to go back to how we feel before we open the conversation is critical. So, you know, that would be how do I get grounded? Is that a favorite piece of music? What gives me pleasure? What allows me to tap in, tune in and turn on to myself so that when I'm having a conversation with my partner, I am grounded and that I am coming from a here's what I've hit in the past type of mentality and I don't set it up necessarily so that it would be here's what you're doing as my partner. It's like here's what I bumped into in the past and it hasn't worked well and you know I'm in a pretty good space but I'm getting this niggly feeling that's it's it's I'm kind of going down the same path as I have in the past, and I'd like to talk. Uh, can I you know can I can I share with you a a scenario that's happened and can you know can I hear your feedback on that so that you and I are on the same page, my love type of thing. But I, the first piece is I can't react every time I sh- you know and I I often use the image of wagging my finger at somebody. Because, uh, you know, I wrote a book called Babe in Total Control of Herself, and it's affectionately known as Bitch. And that's really <laughs> something that, that you know, we can point our fingers at our loved ones and wag them. And there's three fingers pointing back at ourselves. So when I'm doing that, if that finger's up, that means I'm not grounded. I'm not, I haven't taken the time to get myself in a good position, so don't open the conversation up. Is that along the lines of what you were? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that'll really help because when you're not going at it, waving your finger, the other person's not going to be in that defense mode or get that defense. And then it'll really be able to open up a clear line of communication. Mm -hmm. And, And obviously pick a good time. Right. And not say we have to talk. Right. (laughs) All those things. Yes. Well, my question goes to someone that we haven't really talked about, but someone that's single. And we all want to have fun when we're dating, but it's not much fun if we can't find the right person to date. So what advice would you give for someone who is just really struggling with with meeting someone that they're having a fun time with? Um. It's going to go back. I know it sounds like a broken record, but what is, does this person know what is fun for them? Because quite often we put dating into this separate box and say, well, I'm dating. And as opposed to I'm enjoying my life and yes, I'd love there to be that special someone in my life. But if I make it a job, it's going to feel like a job, a J-O-B, you know, it's going to be hard work. I'm not going to negate that it is often a numbers game. I don't know how 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 many how long was it before you guys found each other? As far as how long? How I mean, how long had you both been dating before you found oh. each other? <sighs> I I mean, I was we were both in school. I wouldn't even say I was ever really dating. So 
we so, we got lucky. You did. So you get your numbers. You got your. You, you know, you didn't have to go through that process. It's the part of it is that mentality of okay, I may have to kiss a lot of, you know, frogs, or I may have to, to, you know, sit down with a lot of princesses who think they're way better than me or something like that. Um, but if I am trying to do, if I'm setting it up so that I'm doing something that I enjoy. So the, 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 I came out of a, I came out of a marriage after about a year and a half, and that's why my top, you know, my pieces don't rush into things. You know, it, it for me personally, I don't advocate that people rush into something as big as marriage and kids and right. cottages and cars and things like that. But when I came out of that relationship and I'd finished the grieving and it was a marriage, how I went back it is I have a, a stimulation piece. So I went looking for the things that I like to do. So it was whitewater kayaking. Well, I'm going to meet guys at whitewater kayaking. So that was simple. Okay. But if somebody is a book person, then hanging around chapters and being able, you know, having at least one book that it might spark a conversation so that you're having a dialogue, you're having a conversation that you care about as opposed to something you don't. So it's putting oneself in those situations where I'm living my life and having fun as much as possible. And and there's there's an opportunity to meet somebody. Well, that's great advice for our listeners. Sarah and I lucked out, so we didn't have to go through that process. But I know there's plenty of people out there that will uh, take take this advice and be able to use it. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll, uh, we'll ask a series of questions, and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Fiona, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I am. Okay. What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? You may not like this because it is still along the same lines, but I am a firm believer that we, as we wake up, have to take 100% accountability as an individual for 100% of the relationship. And what I mean by that is, again, expecting somebody else to, you know, it comes down to, it, it comes down to hating that word uh, that Jerry Maguire came up with, you complete me. So if we are as individuals, if we come together and we take ourselves and we try and smoosh ourselves together, then it's going to be really difficult to keep that relationship strong and healthy. But if we come together in a relationship as complete whole people, then if you take, you know, those two pieces, you can create infinity. But it means each one in the relationship has to have the maturity to say, I'm going to take 100% response, accountability, sorry, accountability for the whole relationship. And you'd be amazed at the miracles and the joy that could be created when that it's not a 50-50. There's no such thing as 50-50. It's never balanced. When one person is up, uh, then another person might be struggling. So if both individuals are really striving for 100% accountability of their own peace, the relationship actually goes really nicely and smoothly within its relationship piece. 
Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? You know, my book isn't really necessarily for cu- isn't necessarily for couples that I'm going to recommend. But I am a huge fan of the Esther Hicks Abraham series. Um, ask and it is given. I think that is where a tremendous amount of the awareness of what we need to live joyous individual lives that allow us to live really strong lives. Um, the Harville Hendricks series is also great, creating the love that you want, keeping the love that you found. Um, so those those are two pieces that I would always recommend. Well, great. Well, thank you for those recommendations. We'll have those listed on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. And our listeners know to go there to find those great recommendations. So thank you. We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? Slow it down. Love each <laughs> other. I know it sounds weird. It, um, as I said, my mess became my own message. I'm not saying that fast is, is, you know, slow is smooth. And then, and I'm speaking as an engineer here, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. If we can keep it in the enjoyment factor, if we can enjoy each other and, and really make that a priority as opposed to, oh, um, okay, we're getting married and it's going to look like this. And okay, so then we're going to have babies by such and such a time. And, you know, and those are all great dreams and desires, but really living in that moment and keeping it, you know, s- slow and mellow seems to be what builds really strong, deep foundations. Living in the moment. I love that line. If you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Know yourself. Really, it, it, you know, be, be aware of what makes an individual work so that you can, you can find a, a great partner that creates, that knows themselves and creates that special bond that takes it all the way through the ages. Because that's really what I think most people really desire deep, deep inside. They want something that's not only enjoyable and sustainable, but is, is really, you know, is, is their light showing to the world. So I would, I, it still comes back to self-awareness because without that piece, it's always about the other person or it's all about, always about something that is outside of an individual. Yeah. Not sexy maybe, but that's my thoughts. No, I think it goes back to like what you said earlier, being accountable for your own feelings and not having the expectations of somebody else to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I can desire, I can definitely as an individual, as you know, we should put out our desires. I desire to live, you know, you know, warm and I desire to do this and, and one can go, work towards desires and add those pieces and, you know, do, do, do that type of thing, envisioning and everything. But if you don't know yourself, chances are there's going to be a lot of landmines that somebody's going to stand on. Yep, absolutely. Well, Fiona, we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you. It's been great. Um, 
obviously I am on social media. I am at Fiona underscore fine. If anybody is interested in the coaching that I offer, I do one-on-one and I do small group women coaching. Um, but I do the one-on-one for men and or women um, because men who want to love uh, their women really well quite often need some support. Um, and if somebody wants to reach out to me, then uh, the easiest is support at goddessconnections.com. And uh, if somebody wants a copy of the book, it's at, right now, it's still at www.babeintotalcontrolofherself.com. And that will also get them into the community of how to put the fun back into dating.com. Our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And thank you again so much for all your generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a delight. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.